tonight for fun and so glad to see you here welcome this is the talk more talk video cast where we talk mostly about the solo beatles sometimes we talk about the beatles as a group depending on what's going on and i'm joined by all my co-hosts here the friends i'm going to start with the queen of all beatles media the sun queen for short as i call her uh kit o'toole hello kit and she has her books out that you might want to be interested in picking up First, we have uh, Michael Jackson, FAQ, for you Michael Jackson fans. And then we have the other book that I am forgetting the title of right now, but I think it's... Uh, the Songs Beatles we were singing. <laughs> Songs we were singing. Guided tours through the Beatles' lesser-known uh, uh, tracks, which I actually have up there somewhere. You can recognize the spine. During the course of the show, you could try to find the spine and locate it. <laughs> Okay. We can make that a contest. That's that's right. Win a prize if you can find it. All right. Uh, Next up, we have Tom Hunyadi. Hello, Tom. Uh, He's one of the two co-hosts, along with uh, co-host Andy Nichols. Uh, He does the Paul Centric podcast. Uh, It's video cast, really, now because you can see it as well as hear it. And that's two legs. So say hello to Tom. How you doing, Joe? Finally, last but not least, as we usually say, we have uh, Ken Michaels, longtime veteran radio, syndicated shows, every little thing. He also has a nice podcast I enjoy listening to, and you will too. Things we said today. Ken, welcome. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. Hey, Beetle people. (laughs) And uh, I didn't ask before the show how much news we had. I know we always have a lot, but uh, I'm going to turn it over to Ken for the news. And let's see if we uh, have a lot or a little and have time for our main topic. We're going to be talking about Ringo's 80th birthday. Okay. I have plenty of news, but you guys can always cut me off anytime you want to. Uh, <laughs> All right. That's enough, uh, Ken. No, thank you. <laughs> enough. Have you all had enough? Okay. <laughs> Our first item, sometimes one picture we've never seen before can be a major story. And such was the case on Paul's birthday, June 18th, when a photo of George and Paul holding up acoustic guitars in the recording studio was posted by the Harrison family online. Based on their hairstyles, with Paul having the beard you used to sing at the time with the McCartney album, and George's long hair parted in the middle with mustache and beard, it's reported to have been taken during the January 3rd, 1970 sessions for I, Me, Mine. And I think, Kit, I think you said online that Robert Rodriguez did some investigating on this, and it's supposed to be from that session? 
Yes, yeah, he did some uh, some very elaborate research and uh, even compared clothes, and I mean, he really went to town on it. Wow. And uh, and yeah, he he said he thinks that is indeed from the I Me Mind session, and uh, that has never been seen before. Yeah, that's wonderful because that's yeah. such a unique last time get together. You know, it's the right. last time they worked on something really. Yes, let's yeah. let's hope that's included in the uh, the Let It Be book. Maybe it will be. You know, anytime we see a photo we've never seen before, it's newsworthy. You know, <laughs> so uh, yeah. On Je on uh, June the twentieth, a charity concert was streamed online called "Round Midnight Preserves." It featured the Preservation Hall Jazz Band with special guests that included Paul McCartney in an effort to raise money for the Preservation Hall Foundation and their musicians. All donations for the free stream were matched by Spotify. Paul performed at the very end of the broadcast and played trumpet and sang when the Saints go marching in with the jazz band. And also playing along and singing on the performance were Elvis Costello, Dave Matthews, Dave Grohl, and Irma Thomas. If you wish to make a donation, you could do so by going to, uh, it's P-R-E-S for Prez Preservation. P-R-E-S, then Hall, H-A-L-L, foundation.org, or by texting preservation at 707070. And, Did you guys and if see you, this? Yeah, if you, I was, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say, if you, if you, uh, I, I hope they're going to have it somewhere, they're going to show it again somewhere, because it was uh, really a, a really amazing special in addition to seeing Paul. Mm. Um, the other performances were amazing too. Um, uh, Corinne Bailey Ray, uh, Irma Thomas, as you mentioned, um, so many, uh, Dave Matthews. I he mean, was great. List, yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. There were just uh, so many. Uh, Alabama Shakes, they did, uh, always do, did an amazing job. So hopefully this will come out on, on dvd blu-ray or be available on streaming somewhere i hope and and it, if it, it is was, it, 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 it was very interesting to see paul on trumpet as a novelty because remember he started yeah. out right. uh, on trumpet and then he couldn't he couldn't sing you know at the same time and uh, it was a lot of fun seeing paul try to hit that high note alice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> you fans out there uh it was a lot of fun you know not perfect but it was i had a good time watching it i enjoyed it and uh and he got into a little rocking scene of, of when yeah. the saints were marching in too, right is, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was fun and i'll tell you what even though his trumpet playing wasn't you know spectacular or anything like that i give him credit for at least trying to do it yeah you know and and putting forth the effort um you know who knows how much time he had to practice or whatnot but uh you know hey i salute him for trying yeah. Well, Paul said that that song was one of the first songs he learned mm. on the trumpet. Also, he did do like a scowling vocal, right? which yeah, really it, yeah. it matched the song so well. Right. But yeah. like you were saying, Kit, all those other performers, the thing that was really fascinating to watch is that they all fitted so nicely with jazz musicians. Absolutely. You know, and, and I just, yeah, and I just wanted to make a point of saying that because when I watched it live on YouTube, I couldn't believe all the people who commented, everybody was the whole night, where's Paul? We want Paul. And I mean, mm. of course, 
Paul was wonderful to see, but it was just so rude to the other performers. And so right. I just wanted to be sure and mention that. Yes, Paul was wonderful, of course. <laughs> but there were many other wonderful musicians that, that were there as well. So if you can, hopefully, as I said, it'll stream or somewhere, or it'll be available on DVD. Watch the other performances too. <laughs> they were all terrific. Yep, here, here. Okay, more information about Beatles songs being used for charity. June 25th marked the 53rd anniversary of the Our World broadcast of the Beatles performing All I Need Is Love. To mark that occasion on the anniversary on YouTube is a new performance of the song done uh, Zoom style. Everything is Zoom style now. With Alan Parsons, David Pack, Michael McDonald, Peter and Natalie Noon, and Justin Fox. The song's been recorded as a fundraiser for CADA, that's the Council for Alcoholism and Drug Abuse, helping thousands of people in the Santa Barbara area and surrounding areas. And if you'd like to make a donation, you can go to their website, which is CADASB.org. And you can check out all this on YouTube. This and also when the Saints go marching in, I'm pretty sure is on YouTube. And this mm -hmm. Saturday, Miley Cyrus performed Help on the TV broadcast called Global Goal, Unite for Our Future. That's to benefit the Global Citizen platform. So all these Beatles songs being used for various charities. As Ringo Starr approaches his 80th birthday, he'll be holding another Peace and Love event, which he's been doing for several years now, July 7th at noon, all around the world. Ringo asks his fans to just say the words peace and love. And like always, there'll be a live stream. He hasn't said anything about it, but there always has been. So I would check his Facebook page for that. Ringo drums on a new song from singer, songwriter, and producer Beck Black. And the mm. song is called Who's Gonna Save Rock and Roll? Now, Bruce Sugar, Ringo's co-producer for his most recent albums, co-produced and co-wrote the song with Beck Black. And it really sounds like an 80s missing persons type of song. And there's a new video for the song on YouTube. Ringo is there at the very beginning, slightly, and at the very end. What's also, the name of that song, Ken? It's called Who's Gonna Save Rock and Roll. Okay. Check that out. Yeah. Also, the British singer, songwriter, and entertainer, Dame Vera Lynn, whose songs lifted the spirits of troops home and abroad during World War II, has passed away. She is best known for the song We'll Meet Again which you hear at the opening of the Beatles anthology, since it was a popular song at wartime, while covering the births of the Beatles in Liverpool in the documentary. And uh, she also became the oldest living artist to top the UK charts when her album, We'll Meet Again, The Very Best of Verlin, took the Beatles 2009 remasters out of the number one position. At the time, Vera was 92. Paul McCartney made a statement on Twitter on Vera Lynn's passing. Dame Vera Lynn was a strong and inspiring lady who has done so much for Britain. I am so sad to hear of her passing, but at the same time, so glad to have met her and experienced firsthand her warm, fun-loving personality. Her voice will sing in my heart forever. Thanks, Vera Paul. We should all be blessed to live such a long life. Vera Lynn was 103. Wow. God bless her. Uh, Julian Lennon fed us bits of information about him making new music again. On Twitter, he showed a mixing console with the, the words above it, back at it again, big time. 
Last few tracks slowly being finished up for what could be considered an album, but won't be released as such until after several singles and EPs first. Wow. Okay. Love to hear anything new from Julian. Um, also, a new book is coming out in August. It's called George Harrison on George Harrison, Interviews <laughs> and Encounters, Musicians in Their Own Words by Ashley Kahn. It's available for pre-order right now on Amazon. Here comes another damn bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> Got to move to a bigger house, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Kit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a new five-part documentary on the solo career of Paul McCartney is now available to watch on YouTube. Looks very good. Even Denny Sywell online has praised it. I've actually seen three parts so far, and it's been excellent with lots of interviews with members of Wings, giving insight on what it was like to work with Paul and be part of the group. And you've watched all five of them, Tom? Yeah, I'm actually on my second go around right now. Oh. Um, <laughs> we've we've been in contact with the creator, uh, Breathless Three Four Five, which he's he's known as, and um, you know he agreed to come on the show at first, but then uh, backed out a little bit. But we are doing a Q and A, uh, so you can maybe expect that next next week sometime. Okay, very so good. just asking questions about the making of of the project, and yeah, it's 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 really cool. A lot of great interviews that I've never seen, and images that I've never seen before, and uh, it's worth it just for that, really. So, yeah, a interviews lot. interviews with people that you don't hear that much of, like Joe English, yeah. is in there. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, I found it really interesting when he was talking about his time with Wings that he said something that Denny Sywell has said about working with Paul, and that is that they were all involved with the mixing of right. their music, you know, which Denny said about wildlife and getting involved with uh, the sequencing of songs, picking songs for Red Rose Speedway. Denny Sywell said that about Wings. So it was the same thing uh, during Joe English's time. So every now and then you get people who think, oh, it's just Paul. It's Paul on a backing band. The other members were far more involved than we, than we think, really. Yeah, it's much more collaborative. And so when you get other people in Wings saying the same thing, mm -hmm. that's verification for that. Um, more news. Don't forget the 1973 film. That'll be the day. <laughs> yeah. Which is now going to be available on my website as a prize. Oh, great. Uh, starring Ringo and David Essex is due out on Ringo's birthday, July 7th. It's on DVD and Blu-ray. That's from the folks at Kino Lorber. The very same company, get another DVD out here, <laughs> is putting out Go Go Mania, also known as Pop Gear. This was a 1965 British uh, music re review uh, film, and it featured appearances from the Beatles, Billy J. Kramer, Peter and Gordon, The Animals, Herman's Hermits, Spencer Davis Group, Matt Monroe, and others. It's 70 minutes long, and it also includes an audio commentary from our good friend, musician and journalist, Jeff Slate. Oh, nice. Okay. And also entertainment journalist and author, Brian Reisman. You could also win that on my website, DVD <laughs> or Blu-ray. They're both available. So on our last show, we did talk about the different configurations of Flaming Pie, but a few things that we didn't bring up. And this is also some new information because in the last few weeks, we've had two videos online yep. yes. that were restored that look absolutely beautiful. And uh, from directors Jeff Wanfor, 
and um, also Alistair Donald. Mm -hmm. And uh, they look really stunning. Definitely check them out. Uh, you know, a lot of fun to watch. Any comments about those videos if you've seen them? Yeah, I, I hope this is something that's going to keep continuing with these videos because, you know, we had these videos on, uh, you know, on the McCartney years box that didn't look great. I mean, you can mm. tell not a lot of work was put into him, but I'm glad to see that he's, you know, taking the time to to put some work into these videos, just, just like he did last uh, December with uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. Right. So, you know, these videos look spectacular. Absolutely. I yeah, love seeing I the ones with Paul in the studio, especially. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Singing in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And drumming. Yeah. Drumming mm -hmm. on Young Boy. A lot of, yeah. uh, you know, camera work done focusing on Paul drumming in that one, which right. is cool. And seeing Steve Miller, too. Steve right. And the fact that, yeah. And then the fact that, too, that these two videos weren't included in that McCartney Years box set. Um, so it's nice to finally have these in a, in a, in a you know, in a physical format that mm. we can have at home. Yeah, yeah and the you... restoration of those videos is just stunning. I mean, ab absolutely. I mean, particularly the world tonight, the video that I, I remembered the most uh, uh, watching the first time it came out the, of the uh, you know, more colorful world tonight right. video. Uh, that, uh -huh. that was stunning the way they uh, remastered that. I mean, the colors were so vivid and and uh, I admit I got a little, you know, choked up at the end <laughs> when Linda appeared. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. That was, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that at the very end when, yeah. when she appeared and uh, yeah, yep. that just even more it's meaning sad. now. Um, yeah. yeah, it was really nice to see that. So yeah, I, I, it's just uh, wonderful to see these, these videos in, in such beautiful, uh, beautiful condition. Yeah. Also seeing Jeff Emmerich in the studio at the mixing board. Oh, with yeah. right. Yeah. It's nice, yeah. too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, also, there was the home recording of Young Boy that came out, which was released on one of the, well, the EP for, well, Young Boy. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so, um, it's really kind of short, a little bit more than two minutes, but it's really cool to listen to. Any thoughts about that? No, again, it's just, it's really cool that he's finally, you know, adding these, these tracks to his archive sets, you know, getting, you know, the early, the earlier demos and then, you know, you know, uh, takes in the studio and then the finished product, you know, which, which we all love, you know, the, the evolution of a song, which, you know, we, we've talked about a hundred times on this show, um, you know, keep mm -hmm. bringing them on. I, I hope he can continues this, uh, this trend of, of giving us the, these, these, uh, these early takes for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. It applies to all music, really. And yeah. even with the Beatles, when you hear like in the young boy uh, demo, there was a section there that he didn't use in the finished mm. product, you know, the finished version and uh, the world tonight. There was a rough mix of that, which right. I tell you, I'm in heaven listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool because, you know, I don't I don't think of the world tonight as being a massively produced song. But when it's stripped down and the focus is more on the acoustic instruments and you could tell Paul had a lot of work left to do on the lyrics. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. making it up kind of as he goes along, <laughs> you know, but he has some of the basic ideas. That stuff just really fascinates me. Mm -hmm. And the home demo, too, of World Tonight, I mean, it sounds so different. I mean, almost a little darker 
<laughs> than the final version. Mm. I mean, it's it's really interesting uh, to hear. And as you said, when you hear the rough uh, uh, the rough mix, yeah, you just think, wow, he yeah needed to work on those uh, those lyrics. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but but yeah, but that's the fascinating part, right? I mean, you hear right. that's it's a rough draft, and then that even even Paul McCartney has to work on refining his lyrics, and then right. and as a writer, I really appreciate hearing that. <laughs> absolutely yeah, i wonder if he can see his lyrics though while he's singing them i mean how do you think his handwriting is kit yeah i, I don't know <laughs> hey it's, you know if his right handwriting is as bad as mine that gives me even more hope <laughs> well, he's right, the only well, one that has to be able to, to read it right that's all that counts joe that's all that counts <laughs> i'm with you kid he's probably got it all memorized anyway yep <laughs> But that's all the news that I got. Okay. Okay. Well, right. Can I just bring up one, one uh, quick one, real quick? Um, sure. uh, fans of Johnny Cash out there, there's a new uh, box set out there. Um, it is called The Mercury Years. Um, this is um, his music from the years of 1986 to 1991. And why am I mentioning this? Because this music is one, been out of print, and it also includes his uh, album. Uh, waters from waters to the wells of home, which uh, includes the song um, uh, "New Moon Over Jamaica," which uh, you know he did with Johnny, or which Paul McCartney, you know, co-wrote with uh, Johnny Cash and Tom T. Tom T. Hall. Tom T. Hall. Thank you very much, Ken. And yeah. uh, and so now the uh, that album is back in print. Um, however, it looks like it's just in the box set, so I don't know. Think you can buy it individually yet, but um, but that's um, uh, on vinyl and CD now. Hmm. That's good to hear. I remember in the Ubu Dubu series, they played a version of New Moon uh, mm -hmm. over Jamaica, and it was right. more like reggae-ish. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's remember where that? the uh, the song uh, originated, was in Jamaica. That would make sense now, wouldn't yes, it? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joe, right, take folks. it away. Okay, well, first of all, uh, kid, I want to say I love your background for this show. <laughs> Thank you. Had to do it. We're a little early, but, you know, that's the way sometimes these shows work out timing-wise because on July the 7th, Ringo Starr, Sir Richard Starkey, right, will turn 80 years old. And that is, wow. is some milestone, the first Beatle to turn 80. Um, and I just, I, I'm so excited at what I think, what I often do about Ringo as a child and how he was a sickly child and how sometimes they said he, he wouldn't live uh to the morning he used to say he tells stories like that that the, the doctor would say he'll be dead in the morning or something mm -hmm. like that and to think how, how far he's made it is really really impressive to me and and also how he really cleaned up his act around 1988 yeah. and uh got wow. sobered up and right started eating real healthy and uh he's an inspiration to us all someday i hope to fo follow that i keep saying i'm gonna follow ringo's lead <laughs> uh, tomorrow's another day right uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> no but really uh i just think that's incredible you can see we all look at him and every, it's becoming a little bit of a joke in a way but people say what well, ringo how do you how do you look so good you look great man you know and he, mm -hmm. he says well i eat a lot of kale and <laughs> I don't, I don't do this or that. I, you know, have a personal trainer. I think he said a couple of times, which, yeah, you know, uh, I, I don't have that kind of route. But meditation, <laughs> meditation, meditation. Right. So, 
no, but uh, it, it's just amazing to me to, to think about that. Uh, I don't know. I, Ringo, keep going. Go to 100. And that's, what, that's what I'm hoping for. But, well, anyway, what we thought we would do is uh, talk about our favorite Ringo Starr albums. And we're going to each pick three, although if time permits, we have a few maybe other ones, maybe four or five. Uh, and I thought we'd go around. And if we could, let's do it kind of backwards, maybe from like three to two to yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to start with you, Ken Michaels. What is, your, <laughs> <laughs> what is your number three favorite? If you can, and I know you're well-versed in all of, of Ringo's albums. Um, I was going to say not to put Kit and Tom on the spot, but I didn't, I didn't know if you were that Ringo, uh, Centric as far as you know, familiar with all the albums. I didn't know. I know the kid sometimes said uh, that she has to brush up on a few here or there. This yeah. this, no, this I, show has forced me to do it, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> so right, let's see. Let's see what we arrive at. And Ken, uh, let's hand it over to you for this. Well, it's easy for me to pick my top two, but where number three comes in. I told you guys this before the show started, so it's going to make it very <laughs> difficult for me because I have three albums that are all tied. But if I have to uh, go by Tom's rules, you got to pick one. That's <laughs> my rules, too. I will just pick one, even though the other two are equal. Okay? That's the way it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with Vertical Man. Okay? Um, Really, I think that the work that Mark Hudson did with Ringo for Vertical Man, Ringo Rama, and Choose Love are three of his strongest albums. Mm -hmm. I think that um, for someone like myself, the songs always come first, more so than the production. But Mark is a great producer, too. And the collaboration between Ringo and Mark and the other Roundheads, namely Steve Dudas and Gary Burr, they're such really skilled songwriters. And all the songs are just strong. I mean, that's what matters the most to me. Um, the only problem I've ever had with Mark Hudson is that sometimes I think he feels that Ringo was a Beatle. He should scream it. And a lot of the songs that he produced with Ringo, maybe, you know, he tries too hard to make it sound like a Beatles album or a Beatles song. But if you're only caring about the songs alone and nothing else, this album is packed with so much great stuff. I mean, What in the World is one of my favorite Ringo songs. There's yeah. a slide guitar part in there from Joe Walsh, which sounds very much like George Harrison, but it's so much a song that could have worked on a Beatles album. It has a very Beatle-y sound to it. King of Broken Hearts is another one. George Harrison's on it. You love his slide guitar work. Great melodies, well-structured. I love the title track to Vertical Man. I like all the songs. I can't go through every single song here because we only have so much time. But Vertical Man is another song. You can just tell from the way that the songs are written, the melodies, uh, the chord progressions. Mark Hudson is a student of the Beatles. <laughs> and so many of the songs that he writes could work as a Beatles song. So, um, you know, maybe- you got to interview are... him before, right, Ken? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it was mainly to talk about the Christmas album. Okay. that he did because uh i just think that was an outstanding release mm -hmm. half original half traditional songs right and uh the songs that mark wrote with ringo for that like christmas eve is wonderful 
you know, I want to be Santa Claus. Yeah. Whatever work Mark Hudson has done with Ringo, I really think is outstanding. But I also feel like, and this is coming almost like I'm hypocritical saying this because I don't always feel that the group is better than the solo. But I know that Ringo really loved working with this band. And especially around the time of Choose Love, he talked about that. He loved being with the same musicians, working in the same room, in a small room with everybody sweating, you know, <laughs> and uh, just the collaboration of having the same people when they get to be a really tight unit. And it was building and building, I think, with the Roundheads, even though they had a lot of guest stars on the albums too. Right. But um, so many outstanding songs. I love Lottie Da. On, yeah. on this, uh, on this I, album. I love that as a single. I really, if it had it been released years earlier, like so many of these singles from Ringo oh, yeah. and Paul, it, it, it would have been bigger hits, big, big hits, period. Uh, Definitely. Really, you know, really, shit, really fun song. Very catchy. Um, Drift Away, I like the version of that and mixing mm -hmm. that with Tom Petty, with his vocal, Lattice Morissette, a little yeah. bit of Steven Tyler at the very end. It's a pretty good cover, you know, kind of appropriate since. He sings "Give Me the Beat Boys," and yeah, it, that would be, you know, it's you know, tailor made for Ringo. Without understanding, has a real Indian feel to it with sitars in it. Really love that. I'll be fine anywhere. George Harrison's on that. It's a very freeform kind of a song. Um, Puppet is very different for him, but all the songs really are strong. You know, you'll hear me use the word "solid," song per song, and. Um, when the material chosen is this strong on an album, that's what wins me over. When you have an album where I really feel there isn't a dud and Vertical Man and really Ringo Rama and Choose Love, I feel the same way about. So that would be the album I would, uh, I would put in for number three. Although, like I said, the other two with Mark Hudson <laughs> could easily be number three. So if yeah. I have to pick one, <clears throat> Yeah. And you did you did a show right Ken where um you were comparing the career Ringo with Mark Hudson or without like the different yeah. periods right mm -hmm. uh and for me I mean I think Mark Hudson was a really good shot in the arm should we say for Ringo at the time uh for me after a while I didn't mind the change I thought they started to sound very samey right mm -hmm. the album yeah. so uh but it was almost too much of a good thing I guess for me but I appreciated Mark Hudson teaming up with Ringo. Yeah, the only way it could have worked had they continued is if somehow stylistically the music changed a bit. Mm. It was getting to be somewhat formatted, but as strong a format as you can get, <laughs> right. you know, on those three albums. So, yeah, like I said, it, it's too much of a Beatles sound sometimes just yeah, from what he was going the, for, yeah. you know, melodically, the instrumentation that the band members used, you know, uh, you know, the model guitars It had a Beatle-y sound and they were striving for it and it worked and it works <laughs> with Ringo on these songs. Yeah, so yeah. if you ever wanted Ringo to sound like a Beatle with Beatle-y <laughs> songs, those three albums are you know, amongst the strongest that's out there. Okay. All right. Next, let's go to Tom. Tom, what's your number three Ringo well, album? Thank you. Uh, well, I'm going to cheat just a, a touch, and I'm going to um, do the, the my three that I'm listening to the most right now. So as of right now, these are my favorites, okay? <laughs> because, you know, as, as you know, next week, it could be different. I mean, it's, hmm. it's always, you know, oh, yes, the stuff always changes. But um, as of right now, um, you know, what's my name 
is um, it's I really think this is was a great effort. And uh, if it is indeed his last album, then, you know, it's he went out. He went out on such a, a high, you know, no pun intended. But um, it's 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 really good stuff. You know, everything on here, you know, I'm still trying to get used to money, his version of money. Um, it still might take a little time, but, um, but, you know, got to get up to get down. You know, it's, it's not love that you want, you know, the girl with me, you know, magic and better days. Life is good. I'm still really, you know, in the title track, I'm still really enjoying this record and all the musicianship that's, that's on this record. The songs are, you know, like Ken said, using that word solid or, or strong, you know, the, all these songs are, are, you know, and mm -hmm. the, I know he gets flack for using a lot of help, um, you know, or you know, always say it's, you know, with a little help from his friends. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes that might be, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, sometimes that's his, you know, he, he gets knocked down for that. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's such a strong record that if, if this is indeed his last record, I, I say great. Cause he, he went out, he went out on a great record. So, but all the songs on here, I think, you know, deserve a listen. Um, if you haven't, uh, check this out, you know, go back. We, we, we reviewed this album, um, when it came out, uh, was it last year? Is it already almost a year old? October, I think, maybe? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So it's, yeah, it's heading like for that. a year we, old. Yeah, and we did a yeah. show on it. I, yeah. I like the album. I, yeah. I, so. yeah, yeah this, that was a real surprise to me. I, I mm -hmm. really, you know, was so surprised that, I mean, he just sounded so invigorated on mm -hmm. that album um yeah. i i really enjoyed it as well i i it's like he was... sounds like he knows these are good songs so he sounds excited about performing <laughs> exactly on these songs, exactly you know? so and and one of the many things that this damn virus has <laughs> has ruined uh this year is i would have loved to have heard him do a lot of those songs live because yeah. I, yeah. I mean i remember thinking that as i was listening to that album i'm like that it sound great live that it sound great live and yeah like, i was supposed to see him june 5th but uh yeah we're gonna wait we till june of next year now yeah we'll see how that goes yeah okay, well you know yeah so if he has the same band which he will and colin hay yeah. You know, sure. wrote what's my name. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I can't see how they can't do that. But then again, yeah, that's, a, that's a natural. That's a natural. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Kit, and you, what is your choice for the third favorite Ringo album? Well, this uh, this choice surprise surprises even me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared to like this album as much as as I did. Uh, Sentimental Journey. I really enjoyed this uh, when we uh, did this uh, just a couple months ago, this, uh, this album. Um, I admit I was, I went into it initially from a very snooty perspective um, thinking, oh, you know, really Ringo trying the, the, well, in some cases, Great American Songbook and in other cases. Uh, and, you know, I thought, uh, come on, you know, he's really going to try to tackle you know, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, Tony Bennett, that kind mm. of genre, really. Well, I mean, yes, he is not giving any of them a run for their money uh, vocally. But uh, this album just charmed me so much. Um, it, it, it really kind of casts a spell on you. Uh, first of all, I love the reason he did it, um, that it was you know sort of a tribute to his family you know that mm -hmm. uh he pulled his mother and stepfather and his relatives as to you know what kind of songs they would like to hear him do i mean i just i just thought that was a just a wonderful reason to begin with uh, to to do the album and 
you know, the, uh, for, and then he was smart enough to, to, you know, reach out to different arrangers. And I mean, what arrangers, um, you mm. know, George Martin, uh, Quincy Jones, um, you know, so many, uh, Klaus Vorman, who did, a, a you know, some uh, wonderful arrangement on this. I mean, just, uh, just some, you know, top people. Um, Elmer Bernstein. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, and they did some just gorgeous gorgeous arrangements for him one of, one of the bgs too right one of the Gibbs. Yeah, Gibb. uh, uh, was robin gibb i think excuse me maurice gibb did and they did just a wonderful wonderful arrangements for him and you know uh not all of them work i mean you know joe and i when we we did the show we agreed stardust so, sorry ken but so, stardust didn't work for us stardust. but other than that my favorite song on the album i know, I know. <laughs> isn't that always the way isn't that always the way uh, unfortunately but um, you know, whispering grass. I I loved that. Mm, I mean, it had almost it. you know like a childlike kind of quality to a dream that really suited Ringo very well. I thought mm, that yeah, was you Ringo. know yeah. And uh, love is a many splendored thing was a real yep. surprise for me. Um, I thought he handled that very well, <laughs> and I found myself recommending this this album to people uh, after that show we did, and uh, one and particular um you know i i found myself a, an older um the actually the wife of a, a, a former professor line you know who after the, we did that show she was asking about it and i said you know if you if you love this music you know and and you also kind of want to get to know ringo a little bit or or it, you know this is the album for you um mm. and it also may launch if you're not familiar with the great american songbook this is a great kind of a springboard to it i would put this on for a dinner party um absolutely <laughs> um it, it's just a thoroughly charming album i think it's it, it's uh very reflective of ringo's personality in in many ways yeah. yes he's not you know he's not sinatra i mean no way no but <laughs> he really carries it off though with with his natural charm he's more um, like dean martin yeah, kind of like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I I was pleasantly surprised listening to and I had, I hadn't listened to the whole album before we did that show. And I'm sure glad we did. Uh, we oh. did it. So that is my third favorite. Well, well put. Well put. Okay. Now my third favorite. If, uh, sorry to interrupt somebody. I was just going to say that um, it's really funny that Ringo started his solo career in, in such an unusual way by having an album of standards and then an album of country music. Mm -hmm. Those were just one-offs in his career. Mm -hmm. And I would give anything now for him to do another album of standards or another album of country music. Yeah, right. <laughs> you and, know, and, and I should add that that was ahead of us. That's was a, he was ahead of the curve on that because, you know, years sure. later, Rod Stewart did it. Paul did an yeah, album he, like yeah, that. He, yeah, Linda Ronstadt. Yeah. Harry and, Nelson. And, I, I think I, I heard that Give More Love was going to be a fully country album. I think he said a couple of songs were in that flavor, but they wound up not doing it. That's what I thought he had said. I heard him say in one of the interviews. I think well, you're right. Uh, a few I years back, right. he did say that he was going to do a, another uh, full-length country album. <sighs> yeah. So. yeah. He, uh, the album was supposed to start off being a country album, but it didn't end up yeah. that way. So he had it in mind, at least. Right. Okay. I'm going to show uh, my album now. Number uh, three. <laughs> Does that look familiar? Look familiar? <laughs> and 
And I'm not just talking, I mean, not, you know, look, I, I went raves about this when we had did our show on this album. It's, to me, Tom said a lot of it already. It's just such a feel-good album to me. It's upbeat, up-tempo for the most part. A couple of exceptions, I suppose. But Ringo does seem like he's having fun here. The drumming's great. The instrumentation, everybody working together on here. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time, honestly, that there was a new album by anybody, whether it's one of the solo Beatles or anybody else, that I had to leave in my car for weeks. I just play it like, you know, a dozen times or something like that. I mean, really, I, I don't know what it was. You know, at first I played it. Well, you know, gotta got to get to learn it, know it a little bit. Uh, after a second or third time, I was hooked. But songs here like, uh, the, well, got to get up to get down, you know, just because it's crazy fun with joe walsh (laughs) is really funny at first i was like what the heck is this but my favorite song now is well the two of them better days is 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 maybe my favorite song on here but i'm also very fond of the second track it's not love that you want it is like so happy (laughs) upbeat energetic uh the song magic yeah it's 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 really beautiful and grow old with me um I remember at first when I heard it, I thought that uh, it, it, it's almost like a, a you know a tribute to John, the fact that he's doing John's song, and it was probably my favorite initially. But now, the ones I mentioned kind of top top that song for me. On uh, the song "Money," that we all know, you know the sour part of the album, arguably. Um, I actually can enjoy it in the context of the rest of the album. You know, uh, I, I know it's coming. I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to almost do like a spoof, a take of today's sound. And it's it's okay. It's over and done with in, I think, under three, just under three minutes. But it fits to me in, it, within the context of the album. I can listen to it and enjoy it. And I could just name the other ones. Uh, thank, thank God for music. Life is good. Two more upbeat, up-tempo songs. Yeah, uh, I said right away, I said out of the, is it exactly 20 albums Ringo has studio albums or there it yeah it's 20 right now yep. I said you know some people say oh yeah I like this you know I'm just gonna say because I because I enjoy it so much right now it's my favorite. no no this is I said it's gonna be one of my favorites a lot of times what happens is I think we tend to get new albums from people and maybe we think well you know this can't be one of the really the top albums can it yeah this is one of the older classic albums have to be in there no what this one works for me, brand new or, or 70s or not, you know? So I felt that way recently with Egypt Station. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I know Tom's thinking that. <laughs> and, I didn't feel that with Egypt Station. And new. I felt that way about New, I did. So. New, I did, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's my number three. And let's move it along here. Uh, now, the second album, what would we pick as number two? This time, uh, I'm going to go to Kit first. Okay, well, this is an album that I've I've talked about, you know, many times before, and I sound like a broken record, and and uh, I don't care. Um, and <laughs> I've said it many times that I will never understand why this wasn't a bigger hit, and that's time takes time. Mm-hmm. I love this album. I I the only reason I can <clears throat> figure is that. You know, he was he was on a small record label at the time, and I think they just didn't have enough money to promote it. 
um, you know, promote it properly because I thought this was a solid, as you said, Ken, earlier, when you said solid, mm. this for me was a, a solid, solid album. Um, and this was another case where, you know, he worked with some great people. I mean, you know, this, this was, this should have been, I mean, I'm not saying I mm. would have expected this to be a number one hit, but I mean, should've you know, he was, but I mean, it should have done a lot better than it did. I mean, he was working with Don Was, uh, mm -hmm. Peter Asher, Phil Ramone, Jeff Lynn. Okay, so you've got so you've got those producers, and then I mean, he had so many guests on here. Um, I mean, you know, Brian Wilson, Harry Nielsen, um, of course, Jeff Lynn playing on there. I mean, it it went on and on. Um, I mean, you know, it should have been, a, I think, a slam dunk. You had Weight of the World as the mm -hmm. first single. I love that song. Um, it's one of his I, best songs. One mm -hmm. of his best songs. Yep. Lyric, lyrically, um, and he was just in great voice. Um, you know, top of his game as far as I'm, I'm concerned. I mean, and a good video to support it. Video. He had a video to support it. I remember seeing it on VH1. I mm -hmm. uh, don't remember seeing it on MTV, but VH1 for sure. VH1, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then Don't Go Where the Road Don't Go. That's a, that was a great rocker. Excellent. Love that. Um, I mean, to me, I, I can't really think of a bad track um, on this album. I mean, all Golden the names. Golden Blunders. I mean, come right. on. Uh, all in the name of love. Strong vocal there with a soaring guitar solo. After all these years, that's one of my favorites yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. It's a rocker. Yeah. A rocker. I mean, it sounds very yellow, you know, but it's but it's great with a, I mean, great Jeff Lynn guitar solo on there. Runaways. I mean, kind of a tougher rocker for Ringo. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I love. I mean, he sings about you know, children of the damned. I mean, come on, yeah. <laughs> Ringo singing about children of the damned. I mean, you're never going to hear it sing of something like that. Um, in a heartbeat. I mean, Diane Warren wrote that. Yes. I mean, Diane Warren, one of the top you know, hit songwriters. Um, and, uh, you know, what goes around, great catchy chorus, um, you know, interesting uh, chord changes there, a little bit Beatlesque. I mean, I just thought that was one of the best albums he ever did, and it did nothing. I, mm -hmm. I will never Yeah, say, I also years, think by, well, by that time, nobody really, I hate to say it, but had much faith in Ringo because he had mm -hmm. he had been uh, his albums were considered poor you know getting poorer people didn't really take him seriously couldn't get a record label for a long time that's yeah. what I think in addition to it not being really promoted very heavily I thought I always thought it was a matter of oh it's Ringo you know once it didn't even didn't even hit the top two hundred in Billboard in the states unbelievable. Terrible. Mm. It's, a, it's a combination of a lot of things there's so many reasons why records sell and why they don't sell and it is true he was on a small label so they didn't have the money to spend in promoting it but um i've said this a number of times the the biggest way to promote a record all these years has been through radio and even getting vh1 airplay if radio is not playing the record it ain't gonna matter right. and um in order to sell in heavy quantities, you've got to be able to aim the music towards a young demographic, meaning top 40 radio or even rock radio that has a, a young to mid-age audience. But those formats of radio, we're not going to play Ringo. 
the same way they rarely play Paul McCartney. So you could have, in the case of Paul, a lot of his more hardcore fans going out and buying the record immediately when it comes out and it debuts high, like Flaming Pie debuted at number three. And uh, we all know Egypt Station debuted at number one. But if radio doesn't play it, it's just going to drop like a sinking yeah. stone. It's right. not going to have so, any legs. And, yeah. Um, that's just, to me, it all comes down to radio. You know, if radio doesn't play your music, it's not going to sell and it's not going to have any legs at all. It's not going to stay on the charts. It's just going to be there very quickly and then die a quick death. Yep. Not even so likes. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, you look at something like um, this, this is different. Bob Dylan has a new album out right. from Rowdy Ways. Right. And I heard it debuting at number two on, on Billboard. Right now, these days, it's number one in the UK. UK. Oh, yep. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know yeah. that. You see, and the thing is, but these days too, uh, what, it, it's different because the amount that of sales. I think this last album of original material, Tempest, which I really liked a lot, uh, didn't do. I don't think as well. It's, uh, but yet sold more. I think I read that right. So it's a little weird, sketchy today. But my point was bringing it up. I, I guess in the Dylan's case, you have the hardcore, faithful audience mm. supporting it, right? Um, because. In the case of uh, some of the songs on there, I don't think they were played on the radio, obviously, and you know, the Dylan song. I mean, there was, the, you got it on social media. They dropped on social media, uh, Murder Most Foul, uh -huh. that song. Yeah. And, uh, well, with someone like Dylan, I mean, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a bigger legacy. To, I mean, he's got a career yeah. spanning, you know, the early 60s, which I think, you know, still holds up today. I mean, I think he's, and plus, yeah, I think he's got a figure, bigger fan base uh, than, than Ringo would, even with the Beatles connection. Oh, sure. Um, you know? Yeah. But again, see how long it stays on the charts. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's true. I don't, know. I don't We're happy just to see them get to these yeah. things, anything like that, get up to it. Right. You know, but it's it's interesting because some of the albums of my Ringo that were considered the flops, you know, say in the 70s or whatnot, mm -hmm. whether it's Roto Gravure or, or, or Ringo the Fourth, probably sold more cop, physical copies than right. they did. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I mean, yeah, they didn't do as well in the charts. You know? <laughs> but but yeah. see, Dylan was smart. I was thinking about that, though, when you talked about him dropping the Murder Most Foul. Uh, so that was really smart because that built up you know some interest and then of mm. course he drops uh right. the album so you know that was some smart marketing too i mean i hate to put it so so clinically but mm. but it's true i mm. mean that built up some interest in him because he had been you know away for for a while too and uh, so that built up interest in rough and wild, rowdy ways and you mm. know so he he knows he has to market himself differently now mm. uh, yes, whatever it takes yeah <laughs> That's you know? right. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. <laughs> yep. That's right. And let's move along to uh but think we're up to Tom now. Okay. Uh, what's your number two choice for your number... favorite? My number two, um, I've been I've been listening to a lot of country music lately. You know, Bukusa Blues uh has been in a, a constant rotation um for probably the last two years um since I've been getting listening to a lot of country but not necessarily con uh 
more or less the country of the 70s and the early 80s. That's the stuff that I really uh, enjoy. And uh, that's the period, I should say. And uh, this is no exception. I mean, the, the, this just fits into that genre of, of country that I, that I particularly like to listen to. I like the, um, the story of him picking up Peter Drake to play on, you know, All Things Must Pass and then mm. discovering all of the, uh, you know, the country music that he had in his car. Um, and that uh, kind of gave him, um, you know, the go ahead to maybe do a country album. I like the fact that all of these are new songs written for Ringo. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, again, the musicianship on this uh, record is, is, is terrific. If, uh, if you don't know Peter Drake, I played on so many wonderful, wonderful records. I, I recommend you guys um, checking out the name Peter Drake and seeing a lot of the music that he's played on. Um, some names you might uh, be familiar with that played on this album, uh, Charlie Daniels mm -hmm. is on here. And uh, Mr. When You're Hot, You're Hot, uh, Jerry Reed uh, is on here as well. So, but uh, but some of the songs on here that I, I, that I re definitely recommend, uh, $15 Draw, Wine Woman and Loud Happy Songs. Um, I love the bonus track, Coochie Coochie, which has is, is always been one of my favorites, uh, fastest growing heartache in the West. Um, uh, you know, a lot of it, Loser's Lounge is probably my favorite song on the album because it's so Ringo, um, mm. you know, good co comedic bit. Uh, Buku's the Blues is a good song. So, so yeah, just a lot of great, uh, a lot of great musicians, a lot of great songs. And, you know, again, we, we talk about how his voice just fits country music. And this yeah. is, uh, this is just the perfect album in my sense uh, for Ringo to sing, you know. And I heard the yeah. Jordan Ayers on there too. Elvis Jordan Ayers on the title track. Yeah. On the title track. Yeah. Buku's the Blues. Yeah. So I love anything stuff. with the Jordan Ayers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very, not to be confused good. with the Jardineers, right? You know, uh, I mean, Buku's of Blues is not a, a favorite Ringo album of mine, but it, it's really gaining a lot of ground. You know how over time mm -hmm. there are certain albums that get more mm -hmm. legs and pe people start talking about it. Well, this is really good, a good album. That's happening a lot right here with Buku's of Blues in the circle mm -hmm. of the definitely. The mm -hmm. Okay, so thank you, Tom. Now, uh, Ken, what's your uh, choice for number two? If you can pick one, <laughs> I'm going to. This is easy. The top two are easy. Oh, Number yeah. two is also what Kit picked, and that's Time Takes Time. Again, 10 songs, perfect songs. I get the feeling that Ringo was handed all these songs, and he picked the 10 best of them all. These are just choice cuts, carefully selected. And there were other songs recorded during those sessions that we know about, including Angel in Disguise, mm -hmm. which the demo was just auctioned off, uh, Don't Be Cruel, you know, the, the version of the Elvis Presley song with Jeff Lynn on it. Was Everyone, Everyone Wins? wins. I, was going to say, I was going to mention Everyone Wins. I like that one a lot, that song. It's very good. He wrote that with Johnny Warman, who also, he wrote uh, Don't Go Where the Road Don't Go With. Yeah, this is the yep. uh, Japanese version that has Don't Be Cruel on it. Actually. Oh, okay. Okay, oh. very good. Send that to me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> There's also um, a song called Call Me that never got released. That was during the Jeff Lynn sessions and Tom Petty's on it. And that's never come out. And there was a, a song from uh, the Phil Ramone sessions that didn't get released. I forget mm. the name of that. But the one thing that I like most, uh, other than the fact that the songs are so strong, is that you have these four different producers. And with the exception of Jeff Lynn, I can't tell a Don Was production from a Phil Ramone production. Mm. You know, um, from a Peter Asher production, they all sound consistently the same. And, uh, you know, 
like I said, the songs are really strong. You mentioned in a heartbeat. My God, that's in my top five of Ringo songs of all time. Mm -hmm. It is so 60s-ish. It is so Beach Boys-ish. You know, it sounds like, um, you know, Don't Worry Baby, kind of a more modernized. And like you said, Diane Warren, one of the top songwriters of the 80s and 90s, could be the biggest female songwriter of that time, wrote so many hit records. And that song would have been a hit if it had followed, uh, you know, Goodnight Vienna, you know, that album, if it came out in 1975 or 1976, right, right. just like Way of the World would have been a big hit, I'm yeah. convinced, you know, but song per song, you know, you can't lose with any song that's on Time Takes Time. One through 10, they're all fine. Um, I like the fact that he did a song like Runaways, which is different, a serious subject about children running away from their homes, mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, What Goes Around is a great album closer, you know, any of these songs are well constructed, have great hooks, you know, this is what I wish Ringo had followed Goodnight Vienna with, not that I don't love the other albums of the 70s, the later albums, Rhoda Gavura, Ringo the Fourth, Bad Boy. But if Time Takes Time was the follow-up to Goodnight Vienna, you know, he would have been on a string of really strong albums in a row. And, um, you know, Time Takes Time is another one that I call solid, mm -hmm. all the songs. Golden Blunders, you know, that's a Posey song that was covered by Ringo. I don't know how that was chosen if Peter Asher, who produced it, picked that song for him, but uh, really works for Ringo. I think he sings yeah. it wonderfully. It's a, it's a good cover from him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got uh, members of Jellyfish on the album on Way to the World and I Don't Believe You and they wrote the song the two guys from Jellyfish who were pretty hot at the time in yes. in the uh you know the Beatles circle, you know. Um so yeah, it's really just a great album all the way through and I I, I can't recommend Time Takes Time enough to people. Mm. Number two, without a doubt. I might have to start taking up on and listen to it more because uh, I really hadn't really reckoned it that much. I'm going to pick my number two album right here. <laughs> Come on. And luckily, the good thing, you know, I always say it's bad to go last when you're moderating because uh, you don't get a chance to. But in this case, you saved me all the trouble. <laughs> Both of you. I don't have to say a thing. And we've all said it. And uh, every time I'm doing a video or something, I'm speaking about Ringo or do a live chat, and someone says, uh, uh, well, you know, what, 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 or ask me, what's the best stuff to get into for Ringo? If I'm going to just start. I always recommend this album, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because it's just for all the reasons we said. It's number two. Uh, it's just my second favorite Ringo album. I think it's really I like good. the cover. I'm, yeah. I, I'll just gaze at the cover from time to time. It's cool. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's far out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, enough said. We can move on, right? Just yeah. bumping both of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we're down to number one, and I would be very surprised if. Uh, well, Ken might surprise me. Like, well, maybe not. Um, but let's see what 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 happens here. Uh, I'm going to go with you know. I'm, let me start. Let me start with Tom this time. What's sure. your number one uh, choice for your favorite Ringo album? Uh, the Christmas no um uh, postcards no um that could um, work. Right? <laughs> Nobody better show old wave. I I'm, I don't want to show old wave in here. I'm telling you, nothing wrong with that album. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 really yeah, it, it's really hard to you know take away from 
this this record. Hey, look at that one. Um, is that a good one? It, <laughs> if you listen to it about uh, 50, 30, you know, 50, yeah. 60 times, it'll grow on you. Um, mm. But, you know, just, you know, the Beatle connection, you know, everybody else that's on this record, um, you know, a lot of his friends, you know, from members of the band, you know, to members of the Beatles and just, you know, you got, you know, Keltner and you got um, uh, Klaus. Klaus just, yeah, Klaus, just, just so many wonderful musicians on here. And again, it's all about the songs and every song on here. Yeah. is is perfect great and material they, to go with the talent yeah you got great yeah the songs flow wonderfully on this album i mean they're i mean they're positioned great and it's just you know it it, it kicks ass i mean it really does uh, <laughs> that's, that's, what you gotta, that's all you gotta say that's it yeah it, it does i mean really i mean the singing is fantastic you know and the musicianship is fantastic everything works on this album and um you know, maybe it's a good thing that he put out a couple, you know, uh, pop rock singles first, kind of eased into the album. Uh, and then, you know, the timing was just right for everybody to come together to uh, to help Ringo, uh, if you will, uh, put out a, uh, a masterpiece, because this really is a masterpiece. Two number opinion. one tracks on it. Yeah, yep. exactly. For the only Beatle to, to, to accomplish that. I mean, I think Paul got close with, um, with the speed of sound with... Uh, with Let Them In coming in at number three, right? And then Silly Love songs coming at number one. And I think that's you know, the I never considered yeah. that. I never considered yeah. that. Yep, yeah. that's the only so, album to have two yeah. number ones. Wow. Two number ones. So good point there, Joe. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been talked about. We've talked about it before too, and it's you know, it's perfect. Okay, let's move mm -hmm. right along here. How about you, Kate? What's your number one choice? Well, I'm sure this will uh, come as no surprise that it, uh, it's Ringo the Fourth. No, I'm just kidding. It's, uh... <laughs> no, it's it's not that. You know, we had we did our another listen. I like Ringo um, the Fourth. Yeah, and there it has as well. Um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure it'll come as no surprise. Uh, yes, it's Ringo. It's uh, that <sighs> is uh, a you know just a, a classic uh, album. And and to pick up on on something you said, Tom. Um, not only just just a, a group of, of just, uh, well, just, just to echo you again, Ken, solid songs, mm. um, but um, I mean, even just the placement of them. Is, mm -hmm. is just perfect i mean just start out with i'm the greatest yeah um i mean it even reflects uh, uh tom could you hold up the the uh, cover um i mean you know look at the like that's even a stage i mean you know right. you see the curtains there and and everything i mean the you know i'm the greatest i mean you know ringo entering the stage and introducing himself and and you know his persona of, of right. kind of uh you know wink wink uh that i'm the greatest you know referring to you know to his beatles past but in kind of a funny way you know so he introduces that uh, that and you know i mean it's it's ringo as a, an entertainer um and exactly and it just, yeah and it continues like that through the right. whole album and then to finish it off with you and me babe i mean right. that's, that's his, that. you right. know that's his ending number um you know he's he's you know tipping the hat and walking off the stage it's it's just perfect it, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's an absolutely perfectly right. sequenced yes. album right. and then um, you got the the genres too that he's just good at. i mean you got the country flair 
you know, and you got something like, oh, my, my, six o'clock, which he's just perfect at doing. Exactly. And mm. and Sunshine Life for me is one right. of my favorites as well. Yep. Uh, that's on my summer playlist. And uh, and it's just, you know, and of course, you have some, uh, you know, pretty good backing musicians, you know, the band. I mean, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, it's just one after another. I mean, and oh, my, my. I mean, you've got Billy Preston yeah, on doing that incredible piano part. There's just really, there just isn't a, a bad track on here. And, uh, and these, all the songwriters just know how to write for Ringo's voice and know right. how to make him shine. Um, just, just know how to, how to play to his strengths. And, and this is just the ultimate example of that. As you said, Tom, a masterpiece. Right. Yeah. And we got to give props to Richard Perry too. Indeed. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I also wanted, wanted, wanted to say, I say this mostly for the benefit of the more casual sure. solo fans. It's the closest thing to a Beatles reunion, really, mm -hmm. on record, yes. really, with this. Uh, you know, not for me so much, because, you know, I'm into the solo music, you know, too. But uh, for those that say, well, should I try this out? Well, like we were saying with Time Takes Time, uh, or was it Time Takes Time? We said sounds beatly, or was it something else? Oh, uh, Vertical Man. Oh, no, oh, Mark oh, Hudson uh, stuff. Vertical Man. But I also would say... I. I often said it sounds beatly too with jellyfish and stuff on uh, mm -hmm. uh, Time Takes Time. But uh, yeah, you know, stuff, where well, you talking about Mark Hudson, A Weight of the, the World, or anything like that off uh, Time Takes Time, you can also get the Beatle injection if you want, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, from the Ringo album. All right. Yeah. So, okay, now who's next? Hmm, let's see. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the who. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, good one. Okay, so uh, what do you think, Ken? Ditto. <laughs> and that's really. What <laughs> no, really, the Ringo album is a classic for all the reasons that you've said. Um, I also, I wanted when you were talking about you and me, babe. I would give anything for Ringo to close a concert with. Uh, right. I mean, right. to walk off on stage. Maybe, you know, waving to people or he has a hat and he's going like this, you know, yep. <laughs> you know that's yeah, so perfect yeah. for for any concert. I just I he probably doesn't think in those terms at all. But um, there's a lot of magic on this album when he's working with another Beatle. And there's a lot of magic when the other Beatle, when the Beatles are not involved at all. Yep. And that's why this album works. I mean, George Harrison is on four songs on this album. And as far as I'm concerned, and we could all debate this and we'll probably do a show on this. I really think Photograph is possibly the greatest single for many of the solo Beatles. It's not just a great song. It was produced so extremely well. Mm -hmm. And as I've said, it does have like a Phil Spector feel yeah. to it. But um, it Jack Nitsch, who is one, uh, one of the engineers on the album, who <laughs> he worked with Phil Spector. So maybe that had something to do with it. But the whole arrangement of Photograph, Photograph is, is just... Um, it really is a masterpiece of the song, right. you know, and um, yeah, I love I'm the Greatest. It's a great opening song. Think about Have You Seen My Baby. It's mm -hmm. written by Randy Newman, Randy a great, Newman. a great follow up. Like we were talking about the sequencing and all. Um, You're 16. What a great cover of that song. Mm -hmm. Oh, My My is a song that had no Beatle involvement and Ringo co-wrote with Vinnie Poncia. And look at how well that did as a single. Went to number five. It's a great song produced extremely well um six o'clock you know it's it's uh next to photograph probably my favorite ringo song and uh you know 
The other Beatles knew how to write for, for Ringo and melodically it just fits Ringo's style, the whole arrangement of it. The, uh, the keyboard solo in the middle is just so perfect. It's a warm, tender song and Ringo delivers it. And that's a perfect song right there. <laughs> a lot of people in all my years of radio have requested Devil, Devil Woman as a song because it's a really good rocker from Ringo. Yeah. Step Lightly is more like dance hall, kind of something you'd, you'd expect <laughs> Paul to write. And yeah. Ringo wrote that. So, you know, all the songs are really great. You also have to give uh, a little bit of credit to, well, a lot of credit to Klaus Foreman for the artwork oh, yeah. on, yes. this, on this album. Yep. That front cover, which to me is more Sgt. Pepper-ish. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. And yeah. then the whole booklet of all those illustrations. Which oh, absolutely. Treat. Yeah. In fact, they our all... good friend Tom Brennan uh, put it, uh, said in uh, the Facebook comments that uh, Ringo was Ringo's Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you read kind of read his mind on that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, uh, pardon the pun, but the stars were aligned just right at that time. <laughs> um you know the beatles were great with ringo the songs that the other beatles were not on were great songs on the on the ringo album and yeah yeah <laughs> i'm the greatest all yep. the illustrations from klaus tell a story yep. you know Wonderful. it fits what the storyline is of each song and you know it's worth it just to get ringo on vinyl just to get a bigger booklet <laughs> of the of the illustrations of of Klaus Foreman. So yeah, it's it's um, you can't argue with the Ringo album at all. And for what it's worth, uh, Ringo, as soon as this in a way his first album, right? Because he counts. No, after no. that, he counts. <laughs> he does Ringo the Fourth. You know, he does that. That's what he does. Yeah, third. well, I don't do that, but that's what Ringo yeah. does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, third. Anyway. I make it unanimous. Yes, unanimous. I'm shocked. I'm not going to say a word about it. You know, everything is covered. Uh, you know, so everybody said it so eloquently, and I, I love it. This case going last because it saves <laughs> a lot of breath. But I was hoping that maybe for really quickly we could quickly show, not necessarily get into all the details because it'll take forever. Maybe, yeah. but just real quick, um, I'm going to start this one. Uh, with two other albums. Make it five if we can. That we uh, like so uh i like a lot of them i like just almost all of them just about but if i was going to pick four and five i don't know what order these would go in but uh you know good night vienna mm -hmm. and i like stop and smell the roses oh yeah uh, i like some are, tracks on that yeah these are two but i'm thinking but you know I, I i like why not and i like bad boy and i like vertical man and, <laughs> and it goes on and on so but um what can i say this is the follow-up uh, really, to the Ringo album, uh, strong stuff here, Snookaroo with, with uh, you know, Elton John. Uh, I'm trying to look here. Of course, uh, Good Night Vienna, written by John. Only You, the arrangement that yeah. John suggested for Ringo. Uh, and there's, there's other fun stuff on here. I don't think it's it, it, it's it's as anywhere as good as as the Ringo album, but uh, it still was a respectable follow up. Yep. Uh, we is a tremendous track. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> With Dr. John on the keyboard solo. Dr. The John, ooh, yeah. uh, all by myself. Um, and what can I say? But this gets a bad rap. I just think it's fun. I even like the, the song uh, Stop and Take the Time to Smell the Roses. Oh, I think it's cool. Because mm. it's just a complete laugh. And, and it's one of those songs where I remember, I think Tom said, all song for you, 
really worked for him when he saw the video. If you see the video, the clowning mm-hmm. around video of Stop and Smell the Roses with Ringo, it's a complete lark. It's not supposed to be serious. And I, I, just, I just like private property, uh, like all yeah. attention. Yeah. Uh, Dead Giveaway, Ron, Ron Wood, I believe, uh, helped out with that. Um, nice way. You know, I, I, here I am going through a whole thing that I said we weren't going to do. Uh, <laughs> But I just, I just, I think this is a, a good album of friends. I think. And how, and how, rack my brain wasn't a bigger hit. Rack my brain. That's yes. a great you know, song. That's a good example too. It's yeah. got a good video too. Uh, I, I think rack my brain should have been a bigger hit. But by then, uh, you know, I think, you know, we we always wonder. And some people were talking about doing shows like that. Like, what happened with Ringo? Like, why did it start I think going down? We should do a show on that. Yeah, yeah we've talked what about ha- that. What about why? Why did Ringo's Rotogravure? Why was that the start of the, the downfall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sure show, is it folks. really that much worse than Goodnight Vienna? Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk about that in a yeah. future show. Okay, so uh, if we can go around real quick, uh, Ken, how about you? What, what, what okay, follow up. As I mentioned before, Ringo Rama, I would definitely put on the list, and Choose Love again. Yep. More work with Mark Hudson, outstanding songs. If you're going into uh, the Ringo Rama album, uh, definitely one of my favorite Ringo songs is Missouri Loves Company (laughs) instead of Misery Loves Company. And it's great play on words in that song. And it's so simple melodically and it just works for him. You know, the hooks are all there. Instant Amnesia, what a killer track. And he he goes wacky on the drums on that in a way that you're not used to hearing from Ringo. And he really, he does, it's like a solo uh, on that song. But Imagine you Me know? There. That's Imagine Me album. There is, is, it's on that album. Yeah. And that's a really pretty song from him. Yeah. Um, I think Therefore I Rock and Roll is great. The the um, tribute to George, Never George, Without never You. Without you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice guitar work from Eric Clapton on there. Um, Elizabeth Reigns is one of my favorite songs from uh, Ringo's solo career. Um, It's, you know, all throughout, great songs. Like I said, these are people who are expert craftsmen. Mark Hudson, Steve Dudas, Gary Burr. Um, They know how to deliver for Ringo. And then for Choose Love, so many great songs. I mean, Fading In, Fading Out is a great opening number. Give Me Back the Beat. Um, I love Don't Hang Up with Chrissy Hine. They work so well together on that one. Uh, free drinks. My God. There is a song. <laughs> I always say whenever I've played free drinks, the great thing about that song is that you can play it on the radio. Don't say who it is. Most people wouldn't think it's Ringo. Hmm. His voice is kind of distorted on it. And okay. I like what they did with it there. But it really has like an 80s feel to it. New wave-ish. Um, kind of like a blondie feel. Like atomic you know, that cool. song from Bloody. That's what it reminds me of. But there's so many great songs on here. You know, Choose Love, the title track, which has like a, a, a tax man feel to it. Um, all throughout, you know, like I said, solid. The work that Ringo did with uh, Mark Hudson and the Roundheads. Kudos to the band for great songwriting on all three of those albums, Vertical Man, Ringo Rama, and- Ken, what's the version of the, the version you have there, the Ringo Rama album? I don't have that, that version. This is the deluxe one. That's oh, the deluxe DVD, one. right? Yes, it has a DVD in it, and it has yeah. three bonus tracks, audio-wise. Oh, I don't have okay. the deluxe edition. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the song OK Ray is really a lot of fun on there, and Blink is a lot of fun. Um, 
yeah, I'm into bonus tracks, whatever it takes <laughs> to get them. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, an interview with Ringo here. Ringo t- on the some DVD. Them, yep. Some of them yep. have that. Uh, choose my choose love. I think has. Uh, a DVD. Mm, no. Okay, Kit. Kit, how about you? Well, something does. I don't know. Ringo, <laughs> Ringo I get them mixed. <laughs> They're all samey. I said that, right? They're all like the same. Oh uh, man. How about you, Kit? Yeah. Well, the two that my runners up. Um, I this this will be quick because they've already been discussed. Um, my uh, number four is Boku Blues. Um, I. Uh, I too, like, you know, I love when Ringo does country uh, because he's just, you know, he loves it so much. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just uh, always a joy to, to hear him do it because, he, you know, you can just hear how, how much he enjoys it. And, and uh, uh, as you mentioned, Tom, uh, you know, hearing uh, uh, Nick, you know, uh, Peter Drake, Peter Drake. Uh, perform yeah. uh, with him and, and yeah. uh, you know, and I love Coochie Coochie too. That's a, yeah. that's a, mm. that's a great, uh, great that's track. A um yep and there's just some yeah, just were great to hear yeah 15 dollar draw I, yeah, I love as well um you know silent uh homecoming without her just some just some great tracks and and wonderful players on there mm-hmm. too to to back them up so i i enjoy that as well and number five what's my name um as oh, i mentioned good. before uh, he just sounds so like reinvigorated on this album, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, as I said, it's it's just a shame that you know we couldn't hear him play these songs live this year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully next year, when I hope everything's back to normal and he may be back on the road, I would love to hear him play uh, so many of these songs live. I think they're just tailor made for it. In addition uh, to you know the title track, I mean, there are just uh, just so many that I think would would just be naturals you know because they're just so like upbeat and and mm. just uh, just rocking that i i would love to hear it and it, and as i mentioned earlier it was just such a great surprise you know because you were hearing oh this is going to this may be his last album and you know so you didn't it just didn't know what to expect um plus yeah. grow old with me was the first track that was leaked and that was so kind of controversial and people you know were kind of divided over that Mm. and and, i mean remember that i mean that was and then when the album came out i mean i just thought it was just a just such a wonderful surprise Mm -hmm. Uh, he just sounded better than ever so Mm. uh so yeah that was my that's my number five okay thanks and tom that leaves you yeah well you know the number four i mean you guys all you know, did a great job talking about Time Takes Time. Another near perfect album, you know, for Ringo, for, for me. Uh, the other one that uh, I I still enjoy this one, even though I don't like the title track, because I think it's just lazy. But it's, um, what is it? It's uh, Postcards from Paradise. Um, I think there's some really good songs on here, some strong songs on here as well, including Rory and the Hurricanes. Just love yep. that song. I love the backing vocals on the oh, song. Yeah. The song really excites me when I hear it. Uh, you bring the party down, uh, bridges, uh, right side of the road, uh, and um, you know, uh, Island in the Sun, Touch and Go. Just nice, upbeat, poppy songs. And mm. uh, it's a, I think this is one of his more fun albums, um, if you want, just to have something a little upbeat in the background. You know, this is, a, I think, a good album to uh, to listen to. So I would like to say, uh, I don't know if I should end the show with this, but the song Postcards for Paradise, I I like that he does that. Usually I, yeah. I, I had been one of the people getting fan. sick and tired for a long time of Ringo name-checking songs. 
Mm-hmm. And I, right. I hate to say the end of the show to bring this up, like with the song Choose Love. I'm not a big fan of. I think that's kind of lazy. Uh, I heard it on, of all things, Sirius XM Beatles channel. I'm glad they played it. But I listened to it. I'm like, you know, the wall and winding road is more than a song. Mm, you right. gotta pay your dues if you want to sing. Right. You know, it's like now he does he does that in a lot of songs. We could name a lot of songs where he did that. But for some reason, on the song "Postcards from Paradise," I don't. I think it doesn't bother me as much mm. because I think that's supposed to be a, that one is like that's a tour de force. Let's just. Let's just get it all out on this one song. Right. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just going to go for it here. Just have, oh, spoofy. Well, he went for it all right. Now, you know, <laughs> like, kind of like uh, tongue-in-cheek, whereas the other ones are more li- like, I don't know. They seem more lazy to me. I don't know why. The word lazy, when you said that, made me. that's how I felt about Choose Love. And I didn't want to say that when Ken brought it up because I didn't want to go there. But... This time no, I said, yeah, I'm going to. I agree with you on a lot of what you said. I, I don't like when Ringo name checks too much. I think I mean, he overdoes it at times. But still, Choose Love is a kick-ass song. It's the whole yeah. arrangement of it and the melody of it. And oh, yeah. How the band plays along with it. But yeah, Postcards from Paradise, it's so clever to use all those song titles, have them rhyme, have it all flow. You know, it even put bad to me in there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, so... Yeah. And uh, give some credit to Todd Rundgren on that because he co-wrote that with Ringo. And I thought it was so cool, Back to Time Takes Time, when I first heard the song Don't Go Where the Road Don't Go and he sings that verse where he says, well, I said it don't come easy. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, it's so cool that he's referencing that song. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and then every other song. Just good. <laughs> I can't remember the other one. There's another right. one. You, There's I a couple other Liverpool ones in there. Um, yeah, Eye to Eye. Yeah. He does it in there. That's, uh, yeah, there's a few. I, yeah. I know you won't believe you will believe me when I say you don't come easy. Right. <laughs> I'm laughing. He <laughs> must be very proud of that line. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, this will end it on, 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 on a laugh. So we uh, love you, Ringo. <laughs> love the piece of love. Listen, uh, uh, Kate, why don't you tell everybody how to get you know how to get in touch with us and. If, Absolutely. Uh, You can reach us, uh, of course, on our Facebook page. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter at TalkMoreTalk1. You can email us at TalkMoreSoloTalk at gmail.com. If you want to send us ideas, uh, things you'd like to see on future shows, we are open to that. We've gotten some uh, great ideas in the past from from all of you. So we love to hear feedback. We love to hear ideas. Um, And of course, we are on YouTube. Uh, so check out our YouTube channel. Uh, and we are on virtually any um, podcasting platform you can possibly think of. Um, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, iTunes, you name it. And uh, please spread the word about us to all of your friends, your family, um, and uh, let them know that uh, we are virtually uh, everywhere. We are uh, any you know you can listen on uh, while you're working out uh while you're taking the bus well i guess you're not doing that so much these days but in the future mm-hmm. um in your car wherever where, um, where you're, yeah if you're going where the road don't go you know wherever. there you go <laughs> there. 
I see what you did there, Tom. If you bribe and with us, so, yeah. bribe. <laughs> that's anyway, right. So, yeah, right. So, uh, so yes, you can uh, find us many, uh, many, many places. So um, we love hearing from you. And we, as always, thank you for all your support. Yes. And of course, we're all involved in different things. Me, for example, uh, Joe Mayo, a.k.a. Mean Mr. Mayo, on my YouTube channel, the name, just uh, go over there, subscribe to Mean Mr. Mayo. And I would appreciate it. And you could see all kinds of fun stuff over there, Beatles and other stuff. Uh, and let's go around. And uh, how about you, Tom? Oh, thank you, Joe. Yeah, and uh, nice Beatles finds video today, earlier today. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. So two legs. Um, well, we just <laughs> dropped our latest episode. It's a, it's a fun episode. We play a game called Remove 3, Add 3. That's where we take the standard edition of Egypt Station. We remove three tracks from that we add three tracks from the bonus songs that he gave us throughout that following year um so that's out we had um my friendly little uh my little uh you know uh, <laughs> friend from the uk uh he's his name stands well he's uh he's on another paul podcast called paul or nothing he joined us uh, my old co-host david gargolino joined us that which was a great fun to have him on video finally after what, four years and um the man who responsible for our theme music dylan cb he joined us for that um coming up next week or la actually later this week we just did an episode with the club sandwich creator of F facebook uh, page and uh, we did a whole episode on the club sandwich and very informative gentleman. Uh, his name is Dale Pants and he, he just has so much knowledge about the, the club uh, sandwich fanzine and I really can't wait for everybody to check that out. So that'll come uh, later this week. Um, we're on YouTube, Two Legs Podcast. So if you, like I said, if you like what you see here, you know, we also do the same thing with Two Legs. So you can go ahead and check that out and subscribe to that if you don't mind. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Two Legs Podcast. So once again, thank you everybody for checking us out. Mm. Okay, by the way, uh, is Ethan out there? I know he likes to hear his name. Well, I have also forgot to mention that I recorded. He likes to make sure that we all pronounce his name correctly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting to know it. I'm doing it wrong. I, I recorded an episode of Fans on the Run with him, as I know everybody I think yep. has been on the yep, all of us. show. Yep. And uh, you can check that out too uh, when it's up. It's not up yet, but everybody else's is. I've watched all three of, of, of you in uh, a Thanks. marathon on mm. that show. Well, or heard, I should say, watched, listened to. <laughs> I get it right, you know. Okay, so Kit, you, know, you didn't really give your uh, latest uh, adventures. Uh... Yes. Um. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Well, I've <laughs> um. I'm uh, slowly getting back to writing. I, I have a review up at Cinema Centuries of Dave Morell's new book. Uh, many of you may know him. Uh, he's a lot of fun. Uh, he has a uh, the fourth book out in his Dave Morell archive series. Um, and you can check out my review over at uh, Cinema Centuries. Uh, you can also uh, find me, I was on um, a really fun show uh, hosted by a gentleman that goes by the name of Plastic EP. He's from <laughs> Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all about him. Yep, absolutely. Many of you may know him already. Um, and that's up on his uh, Facebook page. And I think I'm doing another episode with him this week. We're still kind of working out timing there. Um, I'm also recording an episode with Sam Wiles. Um, on Thursday, we're going to be talking about Give My Regards to Broad Street. So this <laughs> ought to be interesting. Uh, so that'll be up, uh, up soon. Um, I also did uh, an episode recently uh, with Bob and Warren 
Warren over at Tomorrow Never Knows where I interviewed uh, Ivor Davis which was a lot of fun. We just uh, nice. had a yeah, fun conversation about um, the Let It Be documentary, kind of talking about what we'd like to see in it and uh, talking about sort of John and Paul in the 1970s. And, and it was great to talk to Ivor about that because he actually knew them. So it was really- So uh, basically what Kit is saying is that if you have a podcast and if you haven't had Kit on it yet, you yep. don't have a podcast. Damn straight. <laughs> Damn straight. That's right. You got to have the queen on. Right? Yes. Right. <laughs> you want credibility. Yeah. Right. You got to have a kid on. Exactly. You, you can't. Yeah. You're, you're not official podcast until you have me on. Yeah. That's, I, I guess that's that's the way it goes. So, uh, so yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, you, of course, can find me on Facebook at Kiddo Tools Keynotes. Um, or just uh, find me under Kid O'Toole at my personal page, and uh, you can follow all the stuff that I'm doing there. Okay, mm. thank you. And, and right. Kenneth Michaels. Kenneth. Tell us, tell us, tell us, <laughs> Sarah, tell us your uh, all right, Joseph. recent experience. <laughs> <laughs> By uh, the way, since you mentioned Dave Morell, this is his new book yes. called Run Out Group. I'm working on getting an interview with him for myself and also on things we said today. So that should be happening in the next few weeks. Dave, by the way, helped me out early in my career in getting my show on WDHA in New Jersey. He yeah. recommended that I send a tape to them. So he's a big part of my life. Wow. And I'm very grateful mm. for him giving me, helping me get you know my first really big break in radio. And by the way, you mentioned Club Sandwich. Did I yeah. say on this show that... I was included in Club Sandwich in one issue. No kidding. Yeah, back when Paul uh, was celebrating his 50th birthday oh. on WDHA, I did a countdown of my listeners' 50 favorite McCartney songs of all time. And that list was put into the magazine, the Excellent. newspaper, with my name in there in WDHA, which was really, cool. really nice. So, Excellent. yeah, that's one you of the great honors. I sure do. Several of them. Several of them. <laughs> Before I give some information about you know what I'm doing, I want to send a big shout out to one of our viewers on YouTube, Topaz the Cat. The reason I'm bringing up uh, his name or her name, I've heard it's a she, um, is because on our last show when we were talking about the John Lennon acoustic album, um, she wrote in with links to all these articles talking about John as a guitar player and uh, Eric Clapton saying how much he thought highly of John as a guitar player. Mm -hmm. And even there's a link, and you should all check this out if you're interested on YouTube, there's a guitar player named Mike Pichelli who shows you all the lead guitar work that John did. He plays it himself on Beatle Records. So you get to witness him playing what John played on You Can't Do That and Honey Pie and get back you know it's really cool um his name is mike pacelli p-a-c-h-e-l-l-i and um it's all on john's lead guitar playing so thank you topaz the cat for uh, all that information just go to our youtube page and then uh check out the last show and look at his post and you'll see all those links as far as podcast shows that i'm going to be on some of the same ones we mentioned ethan alexanian i'm on one of his shows We've all invaded his show, including Ken Womack, who couldn't yep. be with us tonight. But um, all of us, all five of us are on Ethan's show. He is the hip and happening guy in the Beatle world. He is. He's your symbol. He stole my idea. 
20 years later. If I only had YouTube when I was, uh, you know, 16, 17 years old. Doing the same damn thing. Okay, I'm also on Tomorrow Never Knows with Warren Brown and Bob Wilson and Kit joined me for that. It was a look back at uh, my career a bit and um, celebrating my 2000 shows on the radio. It was like a uh, This Is Your Life approach, which which they sprang on me. I had no idea they were going to do this. And fun. very some very special people uh, appeared as guests. Mm -hmm. So that's on the Tomorrow Never Knows podcast. I am also on Plastic EP. He interviewed me at midnight. So you get to see what I look like even later than now, which could be frightening. And it's a 30 minute interview and uh, he's a lot of fun. Yes. And I will also be on, they already recorded Sam Wiles, his show, um, Paul or Nothing, discussing flowers in the dirt. That'll be coming up very soon. So uh, yeah, I'm on all those podcast shows. As far as my syndicated Beatles show, Every Little Thing, there's a new show premiering this week. Uh, in which I feature songs that Ringo covered throughout his uh, career, Beatles and Solo. If you want a list of all the radio stations that carry the show, it's on my website, kenmichaelsradio.com. My Every Little Thing page, it tells you the station, the times, links to the websites, if you want to listen that way. Also, things we said today, last week we did an interview with Chip Mattinger, who is the co-author of Eight Arms to Hold You. Thank you, Tom. And uh, that was great. I've also interviewed Chip with Mark Easter and myself. That's on my website, kenmichaelsradio.com. We should probably get those two guys on this show. I know yeah, they want to be on it. Oh, yeah, they're rearing to go. Yeah, yeah, good job with Chip. Good, I, thank I enjoyed you. the interview. He's a wealth of knowledge. Just yeah, what he knows sure off the top of his head. And so, uh, yeah, he was on Things We Said Today. We're recording a show tomorrow so we can have a show out for Ringo's birthday. And we're going to talk about our favorite solo Ringo song. What? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't copy what we're doing here, so I had we had to go the song route. So that'll be coming out Thursday or your, is your th number three pick also three different choices? No, no, not at all. They're all they all they all earned their positions. Okay. On my website, like I showed before, I do have now that'll be the day and go go mania, these brand new awesome. available on DVD or Blu-ray. You have a choice with my Beatles trivia page. Also, Lania Stagg, who's been putting out a number of books, culinary books, um, applying it to rock stars and their names. She put out a book on the Beatles. So, um, you know, if you want Love, Love Me Too, the recipe for that, I know you're thinking about that, aren't you, Kit? Or the, <laughs> the Helter Skelter Skillet, it's all right here in the book. You can win that on my website. No, those are uh, fun books. They are. Okay, trivia is going up later tonight. And you could also win the Chip Manninger Mark Easter book, the brand new ebook version of Eight Arms to Hold You. And I think that covers just about everything. Okay, and then how do we sign off here? I say, you know, the usual thing. Okay, everybody, we're out of here. Bye. No. <laughs> you know the story. This is uh, Joe Mayo for Kato 2, Tom Agnani, Ken Michael saying peace and love. Happy peace birthday. Love. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Inspiration. Let's <laughs> go.